1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Well, you know what we we did put the uh, the word out for bass players, and we've already gotten uh, a lot of submissions, and we've gotten some really great ones as well. Any so, musicians? You know, uh, no musicians yet, but we're but we are hoping that. Ma- I mean, we don't really want
1: a musician though. We want a bass player. So. Right. Fair enough (laughs) Sorry, Corey (laughs) Hey, welcome to another episode of 2020 My name's Corey Peza, here as always with Siobhan and Ben What up?
3: Hey, this was a super fun episode It was like awesome to have our guest back Who I will introduce, Satchel of Steel Panther He was on our show before, so go check out parts 1 and 2 It was really exciting to have him back We talked about some really interesting things
1: Some really interesting things (laughs)
0: <laughs> Dare I say that is this the first interview where he talks about what happens with Lexi? It might be. It might be. You might have to fast lane this. So if you guys are listening, we probably made this like a day ago because well, this is hot off the press. Check it out, part one with Satchel.
1: And uh, just as a reminder, we uh, we talked to Satchel for two hours and we did not stop. So this episode is just going to come to an abrupt end, and you'll have to pick it up on the next one. It's kind of <laughs> like the drugs, man. Just keep <laughs> so here's going. Part one, Satchel.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Goodman. I'm here with my good friend, Siobhan Cronin and Corey Peza. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing great. Absolutely you're, you're phenomenal. You're asking me too? Uh, not yet. We haven't introduced but you're you are listening to yet. 2020. <laughs> and we're
0: here with our amazing guest, the famous to his mom, to my mom, to your mom most likely, to Satchel from there. Steel Panther. How are you, brother? Oh, I've, I'm, I'm, look at me. I mean, I've got audio,
2: te- these audio technicas, I don't know what they are. I don't
3: even are know. They're members know. only. But whoever's That's listening definitely has to I'll look. Definitely
2: zone. have yeah. to. What did you say? No, i was saying
3: out. <laughs> oh, am I cutting out? I was saying you... everyone listening definitely has to look because this is a very, as usual, visual episode. Amazing hair, amazing makeup, guitars, headphones, all the things. Thank you.
2: Right? You. you know, I'm, I've only got eyeliner on. I know it looks like I've got makeup on because I'm actually, my skin is just very good for a 73-year-old man.
0: No, no, you're like a it's Van Zandt from here up. From the, from the the Botox from the elevens. It's the van's hand.
2: Yes. Well, this is you know, when you wear a headband, you don't really have to get Botox because you, you just tighten it up, you know.
3: That's a really good, good tip. It looks I'm, really I'm good. Gonna, I'm gonna do that from now on. It's Forget you those don't need it yet. You're like you're like ten
2: maybe two decades away
1: from that. So don't oh, worry it's about fine.
3: It. <laughs> I've already had it, so it's too late. Oh well no wonder <laughs>
1: you look so good. <laughs> Dropping the secrets well satchel we appreciate you uh joining us again here on 2020 we spoke to you last year uh in the midst wow. of the uh last year in 2020 in 2020 yeah we didn't wait that was last year show. i thought it was
0: 2017 dude i thought 2000 yeah. 2000- wait what year are we yeah. in now hey, listen, even is, knows? you guys have to change
2: the name of the show to 2021 you have to change it to 2035 when the pandemic is still going in 2035
3: <laughs> oh my gosh that's bleak there's a pandemic
2: <laughs> <laughs> no well actually it depends on who you ask <laughs>
3: Fair enough. There's
0: a pandemic. Is is this like some sort of a uh, intervention? There's a Bendemic. Wait, pa- pandemic. There
2: is, is a pandemic. Like pandemic
1: is actually way worse.
2: How, why do you have so many keyboards, Benny? I don't understand why you have. Why, why anyone needs that many fucking keyboards? Because
3: he thinks he'll How get you- better at piano if he buys more gear. That's, you, it's, it's like guitars. The more you buy, it's like hopefully no, you'll get better. So it's,
0: like, so it's like the same thing as Ingve Malmsteen with the 7,000 Marshalls. So I go basically, <laughs> I hide myself in keyboards on stage. Then yeah. I light myself up. Then I turn on my iPod that nobody can see. And then I just pretend.
2: Would you trade all those keyboards in for one guitar, though? Or do you have a guitar?
0: Dude, what you don't know, what you can't see is I'm playing a guitar right here. Oh, I believe it. A very sad song just for you. Yeah, I mean, you know,
2: if I had a keytar, it would be covered in sperm. I don't know why I just said that. They're it's so
0: cool. Seems to make sense. Um, <laughs> it does. It's so, Asian sperm, surprisingly.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. What's, doesn't it? Does that taste the same, or does it taste like tapioca? I don't get it. What, what does it oh. taste like? That's <laughs> what matters. The <laughs>
0: We're getting the, I'm the, wrong, the wrong one to ask yeah. on this, dais. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All
3: well, right, so let's jump in. Let, let's are ask it. Ben, just be quiet for this this first bit. So, Satchel, <laughs> what's what's been going on since we last talked to you? You're performing a little bit again. Like, what's oh, new? Oh,
2: my God. There is so much going on. We just got done with, like, a 13-month tour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's been nothing going on. Has anything been going on with you guys? I mean, I haven't talked to you in, what, it's been a year? I mean, That's there's crazy. really nothing going on. I, I, I still don't know. I've moved it. I, I'm in the same house And since I talked to you guys last time, I still don't know where my mailbox is. I moved in here and I don't know where the mailbox is. There must be like so much mail in there.
1: (laughs) Nothing important, I assume.
3: Maybe that's why nothing's going on.
2: I don't pay bills. You haven't gotten the memo.
0: (laughs) I feel like in a year, my angle of my camera changed and I got more keyboards, but not much else.
2: (laughs) It looks like you have more keyboards. Do you know how to turn any of those on, though? I mean, that's really the.
0: I talk to them dirty all the time, but nothing Uh, seems to happen.
2: Well,. You're not doing it right. That's the problem. You got to find out where the uh, chlorosaurus is and then rub it.
0: (laughs) You know what I love about you is that there literally is no edit and that everything from from your head satchel to to the ears of everybody is (laughs) just. no but it's straight from like the noggin like there it's it's totally unabashed like it's unfiltered it's like 100 percent pure like they haven't it's not from concentrate which is what most things are now
2: i'm no bullshit benny i don't fuck around you know what i mean and people i think people people appreciate that about me because when people ask me what i think about stuff i usually um i don't tell them the truth honestly but I, I don't bullshit them either, though. That's the thing. Like That's it's a fine line. It, it's a, it is a fine line. You don't want to be totally honest with people. Because if you're totally honest, they're going to hate your guts. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, you can't be totally honest. Nobody's totally honest 100% of the time. Because seriously, would you, I mean, I was in a long-term relationship one time. It lasted um, almost a week and a half. And this girl, like, you wanted, you know, Me to be honest, this is what girls always say. They want they want you to be honest. You know, I just want honesty from a guy. No, they don't. They really don't. You can't be honest with a girl. Like you can be a little bit honest, but you can't be totally honest with a girl. Do you have you have a
3: girlfriend? Which? (laughs) Do you guys have a girlfriend?
2: Are you talking to Siobhan? that'd be really cool. I I currently don't
3: have. I currently don't have a girlfriend. But you're totally right. I think we want like maybe eighty percent honesty. The other twenty percent is like you're married to to a guy, right? I am married to a guy.
2: Oh, my God. How's that working out?
3: It's working out pretty well. We have two different places, so we can't kill each other. (laughs)
2: That's the way to do it. I know a guy in Florida. He's got he's got he's married to a girl and they have um, like apparently this guy's got like a lot of money and he's um. He's got two master bedrooms. He's got his own master bedroom and his wife has a master bedroom. How could guess is that?
3: Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, to be honest, though, I mean, we get along super well. We try to be together as much as possible. But, yeah, we have two different places. I mean, it helps. You know, you got to have your own thing going on. It I just keeps have it a masturbator. Oh, there uh, we go. Well,
2: what's his name? Corey. There you go. <laughs> Don't drag me into
1: That's this. It. It's, it's getting dark. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh, my God. We, uh, I don't know if we need to turn this into a relationship advice episode.
3: Yeah, you we know should.
2: What? Why not? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, excellent at it. <laughs> really, really good at that kind of stuff. So what
3: mm-hmm. other good tips do you have for relationships? Good Let's tips for relationships? It. Well, I mean, yeah.
2: obviously that, you know, the first tip was, uh, is obvious. Lie, lie whenever you need to lie. <laughs> and, um, um, I, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't have a lot of long-term relationships. So are usually really, it's usually just sexual, you know? I have, you know, I have sex with girls that I'm very attracted to, and that way I don't, I, it's really hard to fake sex. That's the thing. Like, if you're attracted to somebody, you are it's its fun and it's a great time. I mean, we've all tried to fake sex. I, it's really hard for guys because I, I can't, you can't really fake a boner. So, if, <laughs> if you're trying to fake a boner, it's, you have to close your eyes and think about something. You, you can do it. You can turn we have a song, I don't know if you guys have heard it's called Turn Out the Lights.
0: Yeah. Um, for that, sure. it, it's a I mean listen,
2: Steel Panther song Was that
0: meant for Tory spelling?
2: <laughs> well, it could very whoever's with Tory spelling right now could probably could probably you know, take that advice to heart. Um all of our songs are educational as you probably well know. I mean, I've we're not
1: yeah. yeah, we're
2: not just out here like having fun. We we do have fun, but we're trying to educate the youth on heavy metal. And and the ways of love, you know, that's what we do. So,
3: absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, speaking of relationships, you say you don't have very long relationships, but man, so I've been seeing you with Corey alone for like a decade. I've seen you 150 million times, and I I, I heard that a certain bass player is gone, and I only found that out by getting text messages saying, "Are you going to play bass?" For Steel Panther and, and immediately I thought I am definitely not good at looking enough. But what's hey, up, you're, man? You're,
2: you're a cutie pie, dude. You're a cutie pie. Ooh, you ben, you might have out, a gig. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You, know? you need I the mean, luscious yeah. locks.
0: I mean, every Wednesday I have nice wigs. It's all real hair. I mean, however you could you know look the part.
2: I mean, listen. Obviously, our band we don't give a shit how we sound. We care how we look. That's the main thing. You know. Um, I think you got start strong- tanning. You got a strong jawline. You know, you'd have to shave. You got to look, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, 19, 1987. Like, just just if you were going to audition for, for Whitesnake, what would you look like? You know? In exactly. 1987,
1: I'd look like a baby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not be born. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean.
1: I look like Joel Hextra. <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah. I called him to see if he wanted to play bass, but he was obviously busy.
0: He has some yeah, fucking made of hair, busy. man. That guy. He does. If there's anybody that gives Lex- Lexi like a, a run for his money with the hair, it's it just put it, yeah. the hair solo on that guy.
2: Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of he's got he's well conditioned. That guy. Yeah. Well, I, have
1: you uh, heard anything from Nikki Six?
2: Oh, I've heard a few things from Nikki Six, but nothing that I can repeat.
1: He's, uh, he's not interested. Anna. No, I figured he might be looking for but, a gig. No, I mean. he just he just
2: Nikki Six hates Steel Panther. I don't know why. I don't know why he hates us so much. I mean, we. We get along so well. It's like we both make fun of, he makes fun of Vince Neil. We make fun of Vince Neil. Vince Neil's an easy target. He's like low-hanging fruit. Oh, you yeah. know? I
1: think we spent the previous episode, which if you, you have not seen, go back in the 2020s archives and listen to that. But a, like a good chunk of that episode was uh, on Vince Neil.
2: <laughs> on Vince Neil. Well, yeah, he's, a, he's an easy guy to talk about. Let's face it. I mean, it's, it's a, when you have that much talent and that much, uh, you know, that, I mean, he's a great-looking guy.
0: I think, I think Vince Neil and Don Dawkins should start our band together with Oni Logan from Lynch mob. and going to go deep and we'll just call it like the three losers.
2: Uh, you know what, Don, I'll tell you what we did. The You ever heard, of, you know, that, uh, M3 festival and where is it? Maryland. Mar- in, in Maryland. I
3: don't know if I know that
2: one. I think, okay. um, we played there a few years ago and, and, um, we had never played there before, and, and uh, we were, I was wandering around and I found the, the place where all the bands go to eat. It's I don't know what it's called.
3: <laughs> oh, the catering? Pizza Hut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I wish it was a pizza hut. The food wasn't that good. But uh, I went and got some food and I was like looking for a place to, to sit down and, and um, you know, there was like a bunch of people, there was a bunch of bands playing there. So it was, it was more crowded than a pizza hut. And I, I, was, I was like looking for somebody in my band so I could sit down next to somebody and not feel uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, I saw Michael Starr. And he was like across the way, and, and I was like, oh shit, Michael's sitting next to some homeless guy, like some ho- homeless guy who's like losing his hair and he's got fucked up teeth and shit. And, and um, I was like, well, fuck it, I'll go sit next to Michael and the homeless guy. And uh, I went and sat down, and I was like, oh shit, that's not a homeless guy. That's fucking Don Dawkins. <laughs> and, and I sat down next to Don Dock and and Michael and. And um, Don was, he was so talkative. He was really, he was really a nice guy. It was like, it, it was talking about how he likes to plant flowers in his backyard or some shit. I think it was full of shit. He
0: was just <laughs> full so awesome. <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is it but like, it if, cool. it went, is it like high school reunions when you go and see these bands and like some of them you go back, and you're like, wow, Ozzy <laughs> looks exactly the same as 87. And then you're like Don Dawkin. Holy shit. That dude ate himself.
2: Yeah, no, Don, Don was like, I, I was, all I could think of as I was trying to eat, first of all, I was thinking about two things, that Don had like a, a piece of barbecue chicken hanging from his chin.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. And
2: I know it was bizarre. And he didn't know it. I was like, when's that going to fall off? And,
3: <laughs> Did you and say the other something? thing I was
2: thinking was, my God, I hope I don't look like Don when I'm his age. But I was like fuck that's only like 6 months so
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh. Yeah. Is there a point where you think to yourself that like these guys should have like the recognition that they should just stop? Because it's like, you know, I got to be real with you. Like poor Ozzy Osbourne. I know it's just Sharon Osbourne like pushing him out there be like, "You could do it." The guy yeah. has MS, all right? And he looks amazing and like he's really like cleaned himself up but like he can't sing. Say- I don't even know if he could walk. Like, who knows? He's like Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Like where you didn't know he had polio. They just kind of wheeled yeah. him around. Like, when do you stop? Like, when does Don Dawkins look into the mirror and yeah. say, I'm missing a bunch of those incisors. Maybe I shouldn't sing this anymore.
2: I, Don, I don't think Don, Don has to pay his rent. So he can't fucking stop it. Ozzy has no excuse. He's got a bunch of money. Obviously Sharon's like, Fuck it. I want a new Tesla. So you're going out and singing tonight.
3: Oh my gosh. But
2: but, you know, Ozzy doesn't really need to sing. Although I will say I saw Ozzy so many times for years and he always sounded great. I never saw him sound bad. And, but then like a few years ago, we were at a festival that, that he was at and he came on and we were like listening from afar. And I'm not kidding you. He was well, you know, they tune down now. They tune down like a, at least. A you know, whole he step. misses
0: every single note. I, I, think honestly, and this is a sad truth, I don't think he can hear because yeah, well, like then, when I saw him do NIB, he's saying the whole thing like a half, step, half off. step off. Right, and you're just like it's so uncomfortably dissonant. You're like he can't yeah. hear that. That's no, he so bad, like to do it consistently. Like he he can't hear it.
2: No, he's like, he was exactly a half step off like the entire set, and and we were all blown away because. That's really hard to do to be that consistently, <laughs> right, right, consistently
3: out so, of tune. <laughs> but I
2: was, I was, I, I thought to myself, well, it's gotta be a, combi- a combination of, well, the fact that, I mean, he's probably lost a lot of hearing and he's also, they're tuning down a lot and I don't think he wears in-air monitors. So the volume is really fucking loud and that makes it even harder to hear the note, especially when you're tuning lower so I will give him all of that. But then I also think, well, fuck man. He's, I mean, he's probably on a lot of drugs too, which kicks ass. Well, you, know, you
0: know what's even harder though? <laughs> I feel like than singing the whole set at half, a uh, half a step off is geezer, Butler and Tony Iommi sitting there like the owning it the whole time. And that like, Iommi murders it still. He, the guy fucking shreds geezer, yeah. Butler, like 75 fingers going at once. And they're just standing there stoically, but like they hear it how could they go for 90 minutes they're just counting down the moments like this is the end of into the void i'm done no last i can where's no, dio
3: last time i saw oh. ozzy he just walked off stage for a good like 25 minutes and let zach wilde take the world's longest guitar solo and that was it it ah. was just the zach wilde show and i was like all right i saw ozzy but not really
2: <laughs> i will say um tony tony Iommi, i love tony Omi. i think he's a, one of the greatest writers of all time and um a lot of people don't know this about me. I slammed my, I saw my, my left, two of my left hand fingers in a door one time when I was fighting with this horrible girl. Uh, Yeah. This girl came at me with like a bat or something. And I slammed my fingers in a door and I yanked my fingers out, like off. It chopped my fingers off at the end. And they were still attached by like some skin, but they were hanging off and like there was blood shooting everywhere. And, um, on my on the way to the hospital i kept thinking to myself well, fuck tony i know we can play with plastic fingers so <laughs> you know, if he can do it like that it actually inspired me i was like well fuck i mean if i have to if i lose my fingers you know that's, that's
1: can play with plastic like, fingers positive doing. with satchel right there. yeah that's, absolutely you know i mean you don't
2: a- you don't really need all of your fingers guys
3: Oh, I don't know. I, the one time when I was in college, I got carpal tunnel in my left hand and I couldn't feel my fingertips for a while. And it just, it really like fucked me up. I, I was like, I can't, I can't play because it's just weird not to feel this. So good Did for you. You. Playing I... War Pigs?
2: Yeah, you know what helps when I, I got carpal tunnel one time and I just switched to my left hand for a while.
3: Oh. And Apparently so, I'm not good enough for that. <laughs> There's also not really a left-handed violin, so. I was. So uh, I don't think that's what he meant, <laughs>
0: Siobhan.
2: Oh,
3: oh, never
0: mind. Yeah, I,
3: didn't,
0: I, I don't know anything about
3: the violin. Siobhan's like, I'm, I don't bow with
0: that hand. What are you thinking?
2: <laughs> don't you tell this is in force? Me. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, no, yeah, the violin, of course. And the, the guitar, right? Stringed instruments. Totally. I are don't you doing like... that at
3: 440,
0: by the way, Siobhan? Is oh. it AC, DC current?
3: Um, I, I don't know. Classical musicians sometimes tune a little sharp. Like 441, 442. But apparently we weren't talking about violin to begin with. So we'll just go yeah, back to what we were talking about.
2: <laughs> what's the, hey, what's the magical, um, The magic? Is, did, somebody sent me this crazy, weird um, tuning fork one time and said, here, you need to tune your, there it is. is that the one?
3: I mean, I don't know. This that's, is just like a standard A440. That's A440.
2: No, the one I'm talking about, somebody sent me and they went, hey, listen, I think you should tune all your instruments to this. It's a 431 or something oh yeah and like the
1: have you heard of this yeah yeah this is
2: the best thing ever they went <laughs> listen guys if every if we can get all the musicians to tune to a 431 instead of a 440 all the music in the world will vibrate on the same <laughs> wavelength and it's the most like it's there will be no more war. There'll be no more famine. There'll be like, I'm not kidding you. Like, do, you know, like, do
0: you know, if you look that up, do you know who invented that? Let's tell me it's less false. You're Hitler. False. Oh shit! Oh, I'm not Jesus. even kidding, dude. I swear yeah. to God, the they, Hitler yeah. thought it was yeah. the way to like unite the universe. So I think they said, I don't know if it's 432 or whatever its well, but I'm gonna go but and whole, fact check uh, that. I, yeah, don't no, about your go- facts, it, I don't know Google it, dude. I swear I to God, the Nazis tried to fucking uh, like Dr. Joseph Mengele was like change it to 432.
2: God damn it! Those guys thought of everything. Why did we? <laughs> why did we stop them? Oh yeah.
0: We had to take them back to the United States and have them be part of MK Ultra and work for Nixon. That's what we did.
2: Exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. So
0: that's how we got those Megadeth records, dude. Don't you know?
2: I know. Without that, and we 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 have Hitler to thank for Megadeth.
0: Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Corey's
1: cool. anxiously looking up. Hey, I'm not lying. Like that's lying. It's conspiracy websites here. So this is this might <laughs>
3: makes, take a while. Makes sense. Continue. I wrote a lot <laughs> of them. I mean, you have to remember that
2: anything that the mainstream media doesn't dub truth is a conspiracy at this point. Yeah. So that's
3: right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're cl- we need to go. Oh my cost. gosh! Why did we go here? Well, we go I'd like to ask you. So
0: so <laughs> let's do this. Let's play a game. Let's call okay. it clickbait. What clickbait can we talk about? Like what can we talk about that's just going to show up on Google?
2: Well, we didn't get, we didn't finish talking about Lexi Fox. I thought we were talking about Lexi Fox. And-
0: well, you, you, you kind of Let's diverted. It. So I didn't know if you like <laughs> felt something down there in the tampon area. No, 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 dude. I don't have a, I don't,
2: I have plenty of vaginas, but they're all in the other room. I, 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 they're all I don't want you to have
0: any toxic shock <laughs> syndrome on my, on my what do, you, what do you want to know? I'll tell you anything you want to know. What Anybody happened with want- Lexi, man? Oh, you want to know he what bitching happened? Hair. Yeah, he had such bitchin' hair. Like, what do you have to do to have that bitchin' hair not be worth it? Dude, I, you know, I'm sh-
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that would love to know. Like, what fucking happened to Lexi Fox? Dude, what happened? They, they would ha- I haven't talked to Lexi since they quit the band. So that, that's, the, that's the interesting thing. Like, a lot of people, are, you know, are like, get Lexi back. It's never going to be the same without Lexi Fox.
0: Oh, no. Oh no, dude! I love I love how he you stalled wanna, on that. Like like Lexi right, Fox's his talk spirit. About It was
1: yeah. so cl- good. <laughs> so Lexi, Lexi's babies. like ha, he's like ha. ha, ha, ha. Sat, are you I'm there. there? Can you hear us? You're frozen. <laughs> he like, makes the most back. epic face possible too. <laughs> That's fucking great, dude. He start,
0: it's like this is this is what he did. Is like hey, okay, so freeze my computer just as I start telling people what's about to happen.
3: I'm gonna start eating my tacos while I wait. <laughs> oh I my no. god, tacos!
1: <laughs> well, we, we apologize to every music blog out there. As the,
3: we, we almost had the best headline ever there, but that's okay.
1: There he is.
3: We lost you at the most Are climactic moment of that. We, Yeah, we, we thought can hear maybe you. you.
1: got assassinated by like this consp- you know? Like, you're, yeah, the. You're the you. I was just gonna yeah. be
0: <laughs> pink, pink, and like black polka dots coming up on your screen. We're like, shit, he's in the matrix now.
2: Okay, so where where was that? Did you hear? Did you hear the part that I told you about where I, I uh, caught him having sex with a dog? No, we missed that. Just no,
3: we missed little that little. part. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, where do I start? That. No, where <laughs> was I when I cut
3: out? You were saying know. everyone was I, saying oh, You, you said saying
0: that he I'm... didn't call you back. He he quit and took. So, so he quit, and then just disappeared and said "fuck it" and went off into the night.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, there's a lot. There's a you know, of course we we didn't want him to quit. Nobody wanted him to quit including a lot of fans. I'm sure a lot of fans are very, very, very sad that he left, but you know, he's the guy who left the band. So um, I think he's got, you know, you know, he's got, he's got his own things. He's uh, he's dealing with and, and he just wanted to uh, go and do that. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can't answer for Lexi Fox. There we go. How's my hair?
3: Looks yeah, um, but, but, but you
2: know, Well, we will all miss Lexi Fox and we all wish him the best in everything that he does. But uh, but we didn't but we didn't fire him. He quit the band. So so we wish, you know, we're going to have to move on and and get somebody else who's younger and foxier and doesn't need
0: as much Botox as him. And um, (laughs) do you think Wolfgang Van Halen's available? Because I feel like is there like a Wolfgang in your life that because that's kind of what happened with Michael Anthony. You know what I mean? Then just don't you have like a younger kid that could just come in and like do it with you?
2: Well, you know what? We we did put the uh, the word out for bass players, and we've already gotten uh, a lot of submissions, and we've gotten some really great ones as well. So, Any musicians? You know, uh, no musicians yet, but we're but we are hoping that maybe. I mean, we don't really want a musician though. We want a bass player. So
3: <laughs> fair enough. Sorry, Corey.
2: <laughs> if it walks like a duck exactly so but you know we'll we'll, we'll, i mean there are some guys that that uh there's been several that have been awesome and when i say several i mean more more than more More than than seven or eight that have been like really really great and 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 i'm sure we'll we'll end up finding the right guy but but we're going to take our time with it because you know we uh we don't plan on stopping rocking anytime soon listen i love steel panther this guy would never quit because I love my bands, okay? <laughs> um, but I'm not going to quit the band, and I know the other guys aren't either. And if they quit, I'll just find other people to replace them too. But um, <laughs> but we, w- we will continue to rock, and we will, uh, you know, like I said, we want to get the right guy because we want to keep rocking as long as possible. So we don't want to get somebody who we think is right. And then like two months down the line, go, Oh, this wasn't the right choice, right choice. So we're going to, you know, we're going to make sure that that decision is, is not one that we do that we enter into lightly. So.
3: That's gotta be tough because yeah, it takes years to build chemistry. So I I don't know if you can talk about it, but how do you, how do you test that out in like a compressed time period?
2: Well, you know, that's the thing. Like we, we had a great chemistry with Lexi, but, um, that's something that we don't want to rush. So we're, we're going to take a couple different guys out on the road over the next few months. And we're also going to continue to look at people who send in uh, submissions. And, you know, like I said, we're not going to decide on on, on, any, on on a submission tape or something. We're going to get together and hang out. I think really it's more, more you know, the, one of the main things is just hanging out with somebody and seeing how you get along with them obviously for us performing and being on stage has a lot to do with it. Um, there's already, like I said, some people that have uh, submitted that clearly understand what we're trying to do. And, and they get that we're, that we we're more than just a band and we're more than just a, a, uh, you know, what, well, you know, we're, we're, a, we're an entertainment uh, entity and, and it's not just playing the bass. You got to be able to like, you know, go. You got to be able to do a lot of things to be in this band. And but we will, we will find the right guy. So,
0: well, that's a good and question. I'm excited though. about it. What, but what makes the right guy? Because obviously, we know how it goes in rock and roll. You can't replace the guy. You can't get Randy Rhodes to replace Randy Rhodes. So, like Lexi clearly right. was Lexi. So, like, are you looking for someone who's like Lexi? Are you open minded to these? you know, totally different characters that can maybe give a different chemistry, you know, like the, I don't want to say the the Van Hagar to the David Lee Roth, because that's like a negative connotation, but it took it somewhere different. Do you think you guys are going to go somewhere different or is it just different flavors of metal?
2: Well, I mean, that that's, I mean, of course, anytime anybody leaves a band, you can never find (laughs) that person. I would never try to get somebody to be Lexi Fox. I think that would be a bad idea anyway, but, um, you know, I mean, honestly, like um, that's something that, that we um, I I'm entering into it with a very open mind because uh, like, I don't, you know, I don't have any preconceived notions of who's going to blow me away or who's going to, who's really going to come in and bring a lot to the table. So certain guys might be great base players. Other guys might not be as good on the base, but have a lot more to offer in other areas. So we're, we're very open-minded to all of that. And, you know, I mean, like, let's face it, you know, it's a little easier to replace a bass player than it is to replace a singer, because two guys that play the same bass part, it's going to sound pretty similar, whereas a singer is going to sound completely different, and, you know... It's not like we're you know Lexi didn't really write songs so I thought you guys not, did tracks for that. years
0: like I mean I thought you guys literally just mimed anything so can't you just technically take anybody you want and just have them play his parts anyway because like who cares
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean obviously we we need somebody who looks cool because all of his all of his bass parts are already recorded so right
0: Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yeah, so much of it, of course, is personality, too. Like we said before, chemistry. I, and- I literally got I think- five
0: messages. I'm not even joking. That's how I found out was like, are you joining Steel Panther? I'm like, why? I mean, that's cool. Thanks for asking me. But like, of all days, why? And then it's like Lexi Fox. You no, know, I'm like, I have a chance. There's a chance. But yeah, <laughs> hey, I don't listen,
2: know. Like I said, I'm open I'm open to, I'm open-minded to anybody who wants to audition. I think that's one cool thing that, that we're doing is actually uh, – you know, letting anybody submit. Can anybody I just anybody who wants to, who thinks they have what it takes to be in the band, can submit. And uh, you know, there, there's been. Uh, I think we've gotten almost four, like probably over 400 submissions already. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're all good.
3: Have you had any female submissions, just out of curiosity? Can you tell me that?
2: As a matter of fact, we have, and and uh, there's been at least one. There's been there's been a couple. That have been great, like a couple that have been really, really great. A couple girls that are they're in in the running for sure. I mean, I don't know, I don't know who's going to be our next bass player yet. But I never really thought, oh yeah, I want to get a girl, a girl bass player. But but I am, I'm
0: definitely. Well, well let me ask you this: with the, ba- with the girl, with a girl bass player, you it kind of like offsets the misogyny, but it also, if they're on your team, you could go What's even misogyny? deeper. I don't know. It just sounds like oh, I, I got one once in Vegas and it ended with some Asian blowing me. But, um, oh God, those yeah. are the best. But the thing is, I feel like if you had a chick that was like on your team, that you guys could go like deep with your crowd. Because if you guys go to a Steel Panther show, sometimes it's metal. Sometimes it's like a hostage situation. Sometimes it's just like, you don't know what's going on, but like there's just people touching each other. Like, I feel like that's more conducive to that. If you had a chick, like that would blow my mind.
2: Well, I don't know about the whole misogyny thing, but if we did have a, a girl in the band, I would love to be able to fuck her when I can't <laughs> fuck somebody else.
0: So that's a cool thing.
3: That, that would make it easy.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Thinking, thinking and confused.
2: if we get a girl in the band, I mean, the first thing that we got to do at, at the audition is have her suck all of our dicks. I mean,
1: <laughs> I that's really... do that for men or women. You got to make sure <laughs> wow. of course.
2: Well, yeah, I'm not... I mean if we didn't do it for men and women, that would be sexist. Come on,
0: Corey.
3: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Equal opportunity. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: I, I feel like I feel like asking like for people to send in bass player audition tapes for Steel Panther is like going to your Ouija board and being like, please demons, possess me. Like yeah. you're opening the floodgates to hell, dude. You're like, hey, all the bass players with yeah. long hair that still wear, like, full-blown leather from head to toe in 90-degree weather and, you know, oh. still rock nothing but, like, Judas Priest pre-1980 and, like, and, and walk around and walk around. Like, it's still a thing yeah. to get into Studio 54 with their Marlboros, like, rolled up. What are those guys like? I I was surprised at how many dudes
2: auditioned. They sent a videotape of them auditioning and it was them on their bed in their apartment They didn't have a bed frame. It's just a mattress on the floor (laughs) next to a wall with a bag of Doritos and like a six pack of beer. Like, I couldn't believe it. And these dudes are like, you know, 68 years old. They're still living in an apartment, like just their mom's apartment, which I think, hey, man, that's fucking heavy metal right there.
0: I outlive, can that. I outlive? outlive my mom and my like my buddy Jesse actually outlived his mom and his house. She like moved, ended up moving out, so he stayed in the same place that he grew up, and then like just took over. And she like got a new place. I was like, dude, that's the way to be. Like that's how yeah. you do it, man. You make mom move out. That's right. It's. Uh, I wish I would have thought of that sooner. <laughs> <laughs> right, mom.
2: Mom,
3: I'll be there in a second.
0: Oh my god, dude. So as far as like new music's concerned, like, so you write a lot of the music for steel Panther. What there's gotta be a lot of shit that's inspiring. you like, what kind of stuff right now is grinding your gears, Mr. Satchel?
2: Oh, well, you know, listen, I'm always going to write about what I have experience at, which is, you know, fucking a lot of girls and, and doing a lot of drugs. So, you know, people are like, Oh, here we go again. Another song about drugs and pussy. And it's like, Oh, what am I supposed to do? Write about something that I don't know about. You know, so, yeah, of course, I'm going to we're going to write songs about that. Um, but yeah, there's 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 some other I mean, we, we've got a lot of new songs. You know, I've been writing a lot since since they locked us all in our houses. Fifteen days ago, it's been 15 days, right? Fifteen days of slow spread. Is that what it is? So are, is the 15 days
0: up yet? I don't even know what year it is. Nevertheless, what day?
3: <laughs> yeah, we lost track.
0: I just keep buying keyboards. They show up at my door. Yeah, what's the what's the name of your show? It's Twenty Twenty Ford, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, Twenty Twenty We're just in Twenty Twenty perpetually, so let us know when we're done.
0: <laughs> well, hey, if we're all on lockdown, like I, that's the thing is, I didn't even know that you couldn't like leave your house. Like, I am such a recluse. Like, everyone's like, "Oh, you're such a sociable person." I went to the grocery store the other day, and like, I thought it's okay not to have a mask on. Like, what? I'm walking around. I'm like, am I a social pariah? Like, what's you're going mirror! on? Yeah, and I'm in Randolph, Massachusetts. We're not of the highest repute in the world. Like, there are some ghetto-ass motherfuckers in this town. And they're, like, looking at me like, you mouth breather. I'm like, I, I didn't know that you're a lesbian. Yeah. I know. It's a horrible,
2: horrible time that we live
0: in. <laughs> oh, breeder. breather. Breather. Sometimes I cross those wires in the uh-huh. gym. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> mouth breather. I get it.
2: No, that was good. That was good. I mean, it I tried.
0: Could I be in the I band? I'm not fast enough. I'm not fast enough in a good You don't have
2: to way. have a vagina to be a carpet muncher because I'm a carpet muncher as well. So, Right? Is that a <laughs> sexist term, carpet muncher? I don't know. Does anybody have a carpet
0: anymore?
3: I don't, it's yeah. I don't know. It's
0: an I antiquated have, term. <laughs> antiquated. <laughs> i got to look that one up. There's, what about ants? Does this have to do with anything? Not ants? a
1: goddamn thing. <laughs> I said, Absolutely antiquated. nothing.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this to the lowest common denominator. Thank you. Good night.
1: Yeah, you haven't taken the conversation into the ground in a few episodes. So that was like, that was yeah, nice. this is
0: like real. Like, okay. I curb stomped this like American History X style back to the Nazis.
3: Well, I have four n- a n- giant 432 Joe.
1: Siobhan save us.
3: No, no, it's okay. Now, <laughs> now that you changed your, your angle with your phone. Now I see twice as many guitars as we saw before. So can, maybe, can you tell us about some of these guitars that are, I thought you only uh, had, just the had a mirror.
2: Hat. There's a mirror in the middle of the, r- oh, the room. Okay. Okay. So it's just, it's, it's
3: just doubling no, everything. Well, okay. you know
2: what? There's, there's not a whole, I mean, there's a cut. listen. this is a, I probably showed you this the last time. Did you see, did you guys see this oh. one already?
0: <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's
3: awesome. Isn't that great? It's amazing. How comfortable is yeah. that to play? It looks. My
2: buddy John made that. It actually. The cool thing about this is it's. Um, it actually smells. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh it's a my god! I sniff guitar. It's really I, great.
3: I just got what? Okay, I just. I just got <laughs> did that you, whole thing. Did you just get <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh. This, yeah, my, my buddy John made that. It's, it's, it plays great, sounds great. And smells great as
3: well, so. I am sure. Did
0: you know that <laughs>
2: Brazilian it smell rosewood? smells
0: like chocolate ice cream. I was going say Brazilian rosewood smells like chocolate. That's how you know it's Brazilian, is you, is you just, uh, you, you sand it down, it smells like chocolate. I was convinced okay. that's why all the people at PRS were high in the 80s. <laughs> oh, wow, that's,
2: uh, that's a great place to work, I guess.
0: No, but it's true, though. If you, if you actually sand down Brazilian rosewood, it's, it's wicked chocolatey smelling. I only know that because I took a belt sander to a guitar from like 1860, so whatever.
2: Wow, They're, you're you're the only person I've ever heard say that. But um, you know, I don't hang out. with Listen, I play guitar. I don't I don't build them. You know,
0: <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm doing? Building to break them, dude. I don't build them.
3: <laughs> well, so so let's let's talk about performing. Has there been any performing since the last time we talked to you? If you have there been any shows? Like what's what's been going on?
2: There's well, I mean, there there hasn't been a lot of a lot going on. I think I think there's been very few performances by any band mm-hmm. since last year. Although we went out, we went out a f- couple times this year, uh, mostly in the states. You know, we did. I mean, we did a lot of shows, not a lot, but like a handful of shows where they were outdoor. You know, you know. Oh, we we have to have social distancing to make sure everybody's safe. So we're going to do a show. We'll put the band outside. Even though it's thirty-seven degrees Fahrenheit, and it'll, it'll be an outdoor show, <laughs> what like, oof, oh my god, crazy, like crazy stuff. I mean, you know, but we've done some stuff like that. We have done some indoor shows as well. Um, let's hope that uh, let's hope that we get past this at some point. Are you still don't are you still doing this current 10,
0: 12 years? What are you still doing this current tour? Like, because I have in my phone, you're coming to Hampton Beach and you're coming where, or some other stuff. Is we that still happening? Our, we're
2: on our way. We, we are on our way. We, we were supposed to leave on Thursday, but um, alas, there's been more cancellations because uh, the p- first place we were supposed to go was New Orleans. Oh, and now geez. that's about yeah. 12 yeah. feet underwater. Jeez. Yeah. So we had course. to cancel the first three shows of this tour. But we'll, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do some of them, some of the shows that we're supposed to do.
3: Yeah. So let me ask you a question that just came to mind. You were mentioning traveling around the U S what, what's it like when you guys, and I'm not sure you you've toured Europe, I assume. Is it, it are the audiences, do you find that the humor is different there, that people have a different reaction to your show? You know, cause whenever we're abroad, I always think about like Brit, you know, the British people have different humor and the Germans have different humor. Like it's, it changes a lot. So what, what's your experience over there with the show? Uh,
2: well, I mean, it, it, everybody, you know, I think, people that enjoy Steel Panther have that common bond no matter where you go. So when we, when we go to Europe, I'm, I mean, sure there, the, the, there might be a little bit more of a, a, of a language barrier uh, like in, in Germany or, or probably even worse when we get to like uh, Italy or, or, you know, places like that. But, but Germany, you know, they speak, there's a lot of people that speak English fairly well in Germany, even though it's English second language, but, the humor they all get the humor mm-hmm. like they they all love the songs and they all get they all get you know what we do and <laughs> in germany they they are they're awesome everybody dresses up in germany you know it's obviously awesome. in england you know it's the same way they all speak a lot of them speak english in england although not as many as there used to be over there but um <laughs> but everywhere we go the one thing that i did notice though that is that when we go to japan i i, I would have thought that there, we'd have a way bigger. Uh, following in japan but there's not quite as many english-speaking people in japan as i Mm -hmm. would have thought and there's also they're very repressed in japan sexually so i think when you joke about ass-fucking somebody's mom in japan they kind of go oh i'm gonna go to go get go get a drink somewhere they just (laughs) they just kind of like shy away from that kind of humor over there but i will say this the first time we ever played in japan it was a festival. It was a little Loud Park festival, and we opened up with Asian Hooker. So, <laughs> first song we ever did in Japan and ballsy. Uh, yeah, it was ballsy. Yeah, and they loved it. They fucking loved it. I don't think the, I don't think they understood what the fuck we were saying, but they, <laughs> they loved it.
3: That's hilarious. One thing I noticed about like playing in Japan is everybody. Well, at least at rock concerts when we were playing, is like it was like classical music. It was like, oh yes, welcome to the stage, and everybody's like doing this like in coordination there's like absolutely no chaos whatsoever like high energy but it's super organized which very is kind organized. of weird yeah, yeah that's, that's, the, cult- like, kind that's of the culture over there right yeah yeah so it's very interesting, it's very interesting. although
2: that, that's that's one thing I, that's one reason why i don't think you know we go over as well in japan as we do in a lot of other countries because our show um you know i, I don't think you've ever been to our show but uh, you know I know mm-hmm. that uh, Benny has been to a number of them and, and we, we, we involve the crowd a mm-hmm. lot. And, and when you're in Japan, I don't think the crowd really likes to be involved. Like if you try mm-hmm. to talk to people in the audience, they sort of like look around and go, <laughs>
3: "Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: like I'm not fucking talking to you, man. <laughs> um, so, but, but when we're in G- Germany or, you know, Canada or Australia, and you point at somebody and say, Hey man, I oh, don't, I'm gonna fuck your face. They go, well, All
3: right, yeah. You can fuck
2: my face, Satchel. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. What would you say is your favorite country to to perform in o- outside of the US?
2: Well, I do love going to Poland because there's a lot of really slutty girls there. That's a great place. <laughs> but there's a lot of slutty girls everywhere. So I you know it's hard to choose. You know, Canada's great. America, the good old
0: U.S. of A. is great. Um, You know. Where do you guys go over the the best in the U.S.? Because like, okay, if the last few years haven't taught us anything, there's a lot of divisiveness and cancel culture going on. And well, you're kind of one of those, I fucking hate that shit. In fact, your clip of you saying like, Yeah, talking about free speech, which you are the fucking living embodiment manifestation of free speech. Like if there was a Mr. Clean for fucking free speech with awesome hair because he's fucking bald, it would be you, bro. So, like, what do you think going around the fucking country where everyone's like divisive? First off, one of the things about metal is that it's supposed to bring people together. But you have a show where people could either love it or hate it. So, like, do you right. notice, like, in Texas, it's different from, you know, Mississippi, it's different from Arkansas, it's different from Boston? Well, I mean, again, like, I, I I obviously,
2: I don't ever, I don't try to get political with that kind of shit. But I do think that, that our band, our band, you know, we, we separate the wheat from the chaff right out of the gate. Like, if you are offended by us talking about ass-fucking then you're probably not going to come to the show in the first place. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, there, there are, I mean, listen, I mean, there's always, there's going to be different opinions on, on certain things. I I try not to, you know, go to a political place, usually, especially at our shows. Um, I don't give a fuck whether people are Republicans or Democrats at our shows. I don't care whether they're pro-vax or anti-vax. I don't give a shit. But um, when it comes to speech though, like, Listen, I believe that everybody should be able to say whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want. And um, that's what makes our fucking country great. I, I do think that uh, there's plenty of people. Uh, listen, there's plenty of people in Canada that are figuring out that, that there's some big differences between America and, and Canada. And, the, and one of the main ones is you can pretty much say whatever the fuck you want. Although, let's face it, you can't say whatever you want in America anymore. That's going away you can't say what you want and it's not because the government's clamping down it's because big tech is clamping down so if you say hey i don't know about the, the vaccine for instance like oh well if you don't know about it we're just going to take you off that we're going to you know you're spreading dangerous rumors or whatever and i think that's just a way for for people to uh shut down their political opposition. And I I think it's a bullshit excuse, but unfortunately that's where we're at with, with America now, like now our political rivals can go, Hey, uh, we don't like what they're saying. So let's get big tech to remove it. Let's get big tech to get it the fuck out. And if we don't like, if you don't like what we're doing, we'll just, you know, let's see, let's, you know, I think political, uh, opposition doesn't have to use the government to silence people anymore. It's, uh, they're using companies, right? So if you can get Nike to mandate something for all their employees, or or get Starbucks to mandate something and say, hey, you know, everybody who wants to come in our store has to wear has to wear masks or something. So the, the government can step out and go, hey, it's they're private. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. But you know, that's not really true. Because what if Starbucks said, hey, we don't like black people anymore? Black people can't come in. The government would say, hey, motherfucker, you can't do that, right? So, I mean, the government steps in when they want to step in, but when they don't want to mm-hmm. step in, they go, um, they're private. They can do whatever they want. So you can see, you can see how that is going for people. But, but we definitely don't have freedom of speech like we used to in, in our country, and that changed a lot over the last, how long has it been, um, 10 months now? Did I lose you yeah. guys? Yeah. You, yeah. No, Did no, me no me I'm, me I'm me listening yeah. because I have set, a thing. Cut it! fucking no, speech! No, no, talking
0: uh, uh, Talk about uh, no, free speech. I, 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 I wholeheartedly <laughs> believe. So listen to this. So when we were growing up, and this is a serious thing, like we, I had to read in school George Orwell, right, 1984, mm. about Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, they canceled that yeah. book, by the way. Yeah, they don't. Oh, you don't read that or Fahrenheit 450. Yeah, none of that shit, dude. 451 or Anne Frank's diary or anything like that didn't happen. Um, Cut it. But, but you you had to read uh, 1984. And the whole idea was that there were people watching over you at all times and that there was something called Big Brother. But the truth is, we are Big Brother. We are those auditors. We are the ones taking pictures of ourselves, geotagging ourselves, fucking saying, you know what? Your speech is bothering me. Like I actually... I found out that Lost Symphony, our band that we're in that you play on Chapter One, right? We couldn't fucking post shit because one of our spawn, uh, the people that was helping us advertise, right? Because you have to pay for that shit. It was like, we can't post anything. I'm like, why? Because the moderator's restricted for sixty days. What? Well, one of my fucking posts, like, I, I think it was like false news because it said, like, if you stare at this, it, it, you know, it makes your mind. What, I actually cut out all the words and just, I liked the picture because I'm a stoner, right? I got flagged for that. And then one of my other buddies got kicked off Facebook and he's a nihilistic motherfucker. And from like four years before, I had post, uh, posted a terribly... <laughs> hilarious meme that said be mine and it was Hitler again back to the Hitler thing for for you know uh, 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 Valentine's Day because that's how I feel about it and he appreciated it. and nobody complained he thought it was funny I thought it was funny but because he got kicked off Facebook Facebook went back and four years fucking later tagged me and I had to have my fucking PR agency call me and say why the fuck can't we advertise and it's because I Facebook spread false jail. news and because I am a Nazi yes
2: let me just remind people that um, the <laughs> Taliban can tweet whenever the fuck they want, but Donald Trump can't, okay? is <laughs> not <Doesn't> that, <laughs> <doesn't> that <laughs> fucking strike people as fucking weird? That the Taliban can do whatever the fuck they want on big... Come on, on he's smart media. enough.
0: He made another account now. He must have like a Donald Trump too.
2: <laughs> Listen, I think Donald Trump should have a fake account as the leader from
0: the Taliban.
2: <laughs> and just tweet as oh, that guy. Oh, yeah.
0: What would be his that's first way tweet? To get around it. Hold on, but what would be Donald Trump's first tweet as the Taliban with his fake Twitter handle?
2: Yeah, well that's that's a really good question. As long, I guess as long as it's not about hydroxychloroquine, he can he can do whatever you want to. Wait, he, oh.
0: wait, wait, the Taliban can't be tweeting about ivermectin? Wait, I'm confused. You know, you have a you know a lot for a guitarist. Like, you know, you're you know, you're very dangerously armed with knowledge know, for somebody that plays why I'm guitar. Not on
2: social media anymore? I got fucking banned from that
0: shit. Is this why you're not playing bass on the record because you're just not capable of dumbing yourself down? I can't do
2: it. Yeah, I play too many notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But it, it's it's funny. You you are reverse cancel culture. Do you ever find that like people? Have you used cancel culture against cancel culture? Because I know with the Pussy (laughs) Melter, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to turn this into money. We're going to let them get angry. And then our people are going to get even angrier because it's actually an injustice. And that's the thing is there's no question that what happened and people should go Google it like uh, with the Pussy Melter. But you you ended up having uh, TC Helicon or whatever uh, take your patch off because it was called the pussy melter as if there isn't the big muff and like 10 million other sexual double entendres out there. And people were offended and they actually yeah. did it. And you fucking turned it into a pedal and made money off of it. What's I mean, up with that? It, it, that's a, that whole thing was a perfect example of like, you know,
2: you know, TZ electronics. They, they, I mean, they, they got really scared. They were like, Oh my God, there's like hundreds of people. and They're all mad at us. And, let's take this down. And and they were afraid of getting canceled. And, and um, of course, you know, I I sort of made fun of that, that whole situation, but, but, uh, but, but, you know, with that, you know, we had so many fans that, I mean, let's face it, you know, like I said, I don't care what, who votes for who, or what side of the aisle you're on. Most Steel Panther fans appreciate that we can say whatever we want and we can joke about whatever the fuck we want. and, when somebody tried to shut us down and say, Oh, you can't call this a pussy melter. That's offensive. All of our fans came to bat for us. We didn't really have, I didn't have to say anything. I mean, there were so many people just waiting to get, get into the fray with that, that they all did the fighting for us. And, and thankfully, you know, we were, I felt like we were on the right side of that. I mean, listen, it was, it, it was plain and simple, a free speech issue. And, uh, so when we we did put the that foot pedal up for sale, everybody wanted a piece of it, and everybody. And listen, most people didn't give a shit what it sounded like. And ironically, the thing sounds fucking great. It sounds it's one of the best sounding distortion pedals I've ever heard. And um, you know, and I can't take credit for that because I did not design the circuit. Although I'm sure that somewhere in the circuit, there's just a little bit of pussy juice in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um but the whole thing you know turned out really great for us because it was really about hey you can't tell us what to say and this is you know i'm sure everybody's heard a lot of people talking about that or the last, last couple of years about comedy and about how cancel culture and the and wokeism is ruining comedy and and uh yeah there's a lot of comedians that are afraid to go places that they used to be able to go very easily i mean listen I was alive during the eighties when there was fucking Sam Kinison and George Carlin and all these guys that, that, you know, and when Eddie Murphy came out for the first time, I was a kid, you guys, you guys aren't old enough to remember this shit, but when Eddie Murphy came out and he was on Saturday night live, he also did his first album. I think his first album was raw or delirious.
0: Maybe all red,
2: all red leather. Oh dude. All red leather. And, and, um,
0: Everybody I still wear at that every night to bed
2: and there was and there was a there was a, a thing that he did on his record about about mr T being gay right like and you guys probably uh, don't remember this and he was like I you know yeah Mr T like and he was talking about like what if mr T was gay and and like you know and he was taking it up the ass and he was doing he was doing his thing about mr T like you know you know, you better slow down or I'll rip your fucking dick off, motherfucker, with my butt cheeks or whatever. And it was <laughs> and it was great. Everybody in my seventh grade class was like, that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. And so, you know, years later, when when I started writing songs for Steel Panther, I was like, God, you know, I really want to be, I want to be the heavy metal version of Eddie Murphy back in 1984. Like, I want to do that. I want every kid in the seventh grade to hear my songs like i want to write a song and have seventh graders go i want to memorize every fucking word to that song just because it's so fucking offensive and i want (laughs) to play it really loud in my bedroom so my parents can hear it through the bedroom door and go what the fuck am i hearing through my from my kid's bedroom right now so that was the kind of shit that inspired me as a as a you know you know, as far as humor goes, it was like guys like Eddie Murphy and Sam Kennison and guys who didn't give a fuck who they were offending. Right. And, and so I think, I think there are a lot of comedians who are afraid they're going to offend, you know, women or, or gay people. And you got to throw that shit out the window. And, and ironically, like there, there are Steel Panther fans everywhere we go um, who are black who are gay, who are women. And I have gay guys that go to every, every time we come to a certain town, they're there. And they're like, we're gay and we love you guys. And I'm, it's like, yeah, see, I mean, you can joke about, I mean, we and we do gay jokes jokes all the time. It's like, you should be able to joke about that kind of, just because you're not gay, doesn't mean you can't joke about being gay. Just because you're not black, doesn't mean you can't joke about black people. They, they trust me, the black people are joking about white people all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: <laughs> with uh, with everyone like like you mentioned, your inspiration being the Sam Kinison, the, the George Carlin, and and the, and like that more you know unfiltered comedy that doesn't exist much anymore. What do you think the next generation of people that are growing up now, almost you know, not even the comedians that are kind of afraid, but the people that don't even hear that edgy comedy anymore, what's that going to look like for the future comedians and the future like entertainment? Well,
2: you know what? Here is the thing. I, I I know that that wokeism is out of control and and cancel culture is out of control right now, but people love to laugh and people love to be able to speak their fucking mind and you can't, you know, you can't be funny. I think if you don't, if you can't push the envelope a little bit and joke about shit that you're not supposed to joke about, and that's one of the things that um, is great about the differences in people, like being able to joke about cultural differences because there's a huge there's huge differences between black and white culture there's huge differences between asian culture and black culture or or gay culture and heterosexual culture gay 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 guys are fucking hilarious they're they're really funny but like i don't you know and i don't understand a lot of it but they're funny as fuck but they're but like i'm not gay so i don't suck dicks but to me the whole idea of being gay is very funny. And there's a lot of funny shit in that. And uh, like you, everybody, you know, listen, everybody, if you can't joke about the funny shit that's in, I mean, listen, stereotypes are stereotypes, because they are fucking funny. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, funny to joke about Asian people being bad drivers, because there's a lot of them. I
3: No, but that's one thing that I love about <laughs> comedy. And when I do go to see comedians, for example, is that it does feel like, like a hundred percent honesty, you know, there is some relief you get from people saying stuff as it is and how they perceive it. And, and that being okay, you know, it's kind of like creates a safe space where it's like, okay to laugh at something because you're in that environment of comedy, you know, which it does feel like on, you know, a, a very rare form of honesty. You know, to yeah, go back to what absolutely. we said at the beginning, and, you, know? you
2: know, I think I probably talked about this the last time I was on your show, but but, uh, you know, w- one of the things one of the things that I love about being in Steel Panther and one of the things I love about our shows is that, you know, people who go to our show and it doesn't matter whether they're white or black or m- male or female or gay or hetero, they go to our show because they love that they're in a place where we're everybody's the the, the the playing field is level because we make fun of everybody and everybody can laugh at everything and they don't, you don't have to feel, you know, you don't have to worry about it because, and you don't have to watch what you say because everybody can joke about everything and it's, it's, everybody's in on it. So everybody has fun and it really like lets everybody let their guard down and everybody can have fucking fun instead of when you go out in you know, When you're out in public normally, most people are very aware of what they can and can't say in this day and age. And God, that gets fucking old after a while. Most people are just like, fuck, I just want to I just want to cuss and like make fun of a gay person for once come on but you
0: know what's weird though is if you go and watch like these old like movies or whatever you go and watch okay you watch like Die Hard from the 80s what was inappropriate then versus what's inappropriate now and some stuff they say you're just like that would never fly that would never fly but then the things like you can barely show a tit and I'm watching full blown dong for like solid like 10 seconds at a time on every HBO show just dong over and over. And don't get me wrong. Like a little dong is fine, but like it's a lot of dong on TV, but then you can't say certain things, but then you go back and you watch blazing saddles and you're like, this was made. This movie actually got made by a white Jewish guy. Yeah, I
2: know. I mean, well, listen, blazing saddles. I I mean, anybody who goes back and watches that right now, you can go back, you know, if you're 22 years old and you watch blazing saddles, you're going to be shocked you're going to be shocked but but you're also going to fucking laugh your ass off so like (laughs) if you're if you're shocked and and you're laughing your ass off at the same time you you're probably going to feel guilty about the shit that you laugh at in blazing saddles because every other joke in blazing saddles is totally offensive and it's all fucking great it's killer stuff and it's yeah i mean that that makes you realize like that shit would never get made now what is wrong with our culture now why can't we laugh at each other i mean listen the that was one of the great things about the 70s was was archie bunker and, and blazing saddles and i mean you have to ask yourself like are we able to teach the same lessons one of the things that i loved about archie bunker it wasn't just because archie bunker was a racist They taught you how fucking ridiculous racism is through that show. And, and you couldn't do it without the humor. So if you can't say the words that Archie Bunker said, I mean, listen, they said the N word like a bunch of times on that show, but they also showed how ridiculous it was to be a racist on that show. So um, I think, I think that humor and, and all that it's, you know, that's the problem with, with wokeism and cancel culture is that, they want to they want to tear all the statues down. And if you can't look back and 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 appreciate the good things and the bad things from history, then you're doomed to repeat it. Right. So we have to be able to joke about shit and we have to be able to we have to be able to talk about stuff. And and I think one great thing about humor is that it, it's a way to point out how how ridiculous shit is and laugh about it at the same time. So um There you go. That's that's my two cents as they pull down the video from YouTube.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's amazing insight. I'll, I'll say like on a relatable level, that's one thing I loved about like joining the rock world versus being in classical music. You know, every time I would show up to orchestra rehearsal, it was like, I always felt like I had to like, say the right thing and like be on my best behavior, which, you know, is fine, it's good. You should be respectful, whatever. But once I joined a rock band and I heard how everyone was talking and it, just, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. I'm like, wow, I can actually say how I feel. And that's just a thing, you know? And now yeah. every time I go back to orchestra rehearsal, I'm like, man, I gotta watch what I say because I've been in a rock band for so long.
2: <laughs> You're absolutely right. And that's one of the great things about being in a rock band is that you can say virtually anything you want the problem is most rock musicians are just so stupid. They don't really have many things to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's pretty true to be completely real with you. Like they, what, what, what would you say? Like, you know, like what would you do? Like if you're Dave Matthews, you're just standing on stage in front of a bunch of hacky sackers. Like, what are going to be like, uh, there's the, there's the pizza truck. Yeah. Like, what no, no, a, I'm just, saying just talk put talk your fucking me. tailor and shut the fuck up while no, ants was- march.
3: Talk among yeah. the band, though, I'm saying like within the community of musicians, you know, I'm not talking about what you say. But I'm also in a band with like super brainy people. I mean, the singer was like a PhD candidate. Super, you know, not your average rock band, I guess, but it's like I the transcendent man.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, that that means you're probably doing a lot of odd time, which is really, really. Uh, I, I can't. I oh, can't no. do that.
1: Odd time isn't marketable. Dustin would never.
2: No. <laughs> you're no. Not, no. You're <laughs> no.
1: Right. No. Hon, you're, you're not thinking about
0: it. So let me tell you about Starset. I equate it to Scientology. First off, just like L. Ron Hubbard, when Isaac Asimov and him were getting like coffee break and Isaac was like, dude, you can't make your own religion. He's like, bro, I could could make my own religion. I did this Dune book. I could fucking write anything. All right. I'm going to make people get mentally audited. I'm going to get John Travolta to do shit. I'm going to get that Bart Simpson fucking dude, like a chick. Is it a chick? And he fucking did it, dude. And Dustin, same fucking thing. He's like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to create a world. They're serious astronauts, which I'm seriously interested by. And then every band that comes on, they're like, wait, you're in Star Set? Like, it doesn't matter if it's Shannon Larkin. It doesn't matter, like, what kind of music you play. They're like, oh, I saw your band at some festival. They're playing on stage with Metallica as a headliner on, like, 15 fucking festivals because of this Dustin guy. And it's like, because they have a religion. And I'll tell you this, other than a Steel Panther show, which is very much like your crowd, I was at uh, a Star Set show, and I started, like, talking to somebody and the people in front of me got upset they're like how could you not be witnessing the star set band and it's like they've been completely reprogrammed and meanwhile dust is just sitting there going ha, 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 ha. yes excellent <laughs> it's great
3: <laughs> Inspiring. we have passionate fans at all but i'm sure with steel panther it's the same Is when you create a culture you create something that as a community of, of whatever it may be. You know, those those are really passionate fans, whether it's a culture of comedy, of freedom, of science. This of is my space. homage
0: to Dustin. Do you know that? I wore this shirt as an homage. Did you see it?
3: <laughs> what What is oh, it? Oh, nice, it's, nice.
0: It's it's for Dustin. I just want him to know it's not real. Dustin created it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, it's that's, that's interesting
2: because a, a friend of mine went to uh, Guns N' Roses the other night and sent me pictures from from GNR, right? And they played at, um what is it, the... Uh, the Raiders stadium here in Vegas. Right. And they, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a big place. I think they must have had probably, you know, 50 or a hundred thousand people there. Who knows? Um, but you know, when you're, when you're at a steel Panther show and there's only a thousand people, everyone knows all the songs, but you know that at a guns and roses show when there's a hundred thousand people, there's probably about 80 or 85,000 of them that are like, when are they going to play "Sweet Child of Mine"? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know yeah, sure, what I mean? Like, and sure. so they
2: know what, they know one or two songs. They might know "Welcome to the Jungle," "Sweet Child of Mine," uh, "Paradise City." They know three songs, and then the rest of them they're just like, "God, when are they going to play those fucking songs?" And that's that's the <laughs> difference. I mean, you know, most musicians that I know would cut off their left testicle to to be as big as gun, Guns Guns and Roses. You make a lot of money, you play arenas, but when you're playing giant places like that the only way to get to that level is to have a lot of passive listeners that don't really know a lot of your shit they're just going because it's the place to go it's the place to be you know i'm sure that most Wait, you're uh,
0: telling me if you go and see phil collins right now that no one that you don't have a whole stadium doing the fucking in the air tonight solo together oh, i've all seen all it man that. i've seen it. That. But Everyone knows only that in
2: the air tonight. It's all the it's all the shit off. It's time. a groovy kind of love that we,
0: we lose. Yeah. Oh wow. Good Genesis call. That's the one. Peter yeah, so Gabriel. Gonna, there's going to be a lot of people that that uh,
2: you know that don't know all, all the B sides right for you know mm-hmm. a Phil Collins concert or something. But but in the air tonight, everybody's going to go. Doo, doo, doo,
0: doo, 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 I didn't know doo, Phil doo. Collins had any B sides.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, he had A lot of hits. That guy this discussion will be continued in part two out on September 5th. Thank you as always for listening to this episode of 2020. Please visit 2020-d.com. Like, and subscribe to the podcast. so You don't miss out on future episodes. This week's throwback clip goes all the way back to episode number 33. It's Satchel's first appearance. Check it out.
2: You know, we used to have to win over audiences all over the place and go on stage. And like people wouldn't even know we, who we, we were. It was like, you know, we play a fucking movie premiere party, and everybody there—we were a new band too. So you have to go on stage and just go, you know, look at girls and go, "Hey, what's up, bitch?" I'm gonna fuck my ass tonight, I mean, like people were, "Whoa, whoa, that guy just said he was gonna fuck my wife's ass." <laughs> and he told my wife he's gonna fuck her ass, like, and you know, like, bitch, we would just, we, we, you have to be so confident in what you're doing that you can literally, like, you know, there's video of me like. Kelly Clarkson is at our show and I just look at her and I say, I want to fuck your face. And she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck my face. Like, fuck my face. I know you can do it. (laughs) When you're you're that confident, like, like the audience, you know, that I think that's a good lesson for anybody in any band. Like, like whenever you're playing new music, you just got to go, you're going to fucking love this. And if you don't, I'm going to kick you in the balls, motherfucker.